The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, here on the Max Out Savings Show, uh, our, our show is all about retirement savings, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. We live in a very complex world that's changing constantly, and uh, it, it, it's important to keep track of it. Uh, the uh, the we we make it a change from a. Uh, a, a no inflation, zero interest rate world where everything is fine to a much more complicated world with inflation, higher interest rates, global tensions, uh, and, and, and that requires a different type of mindset. Uh, if you got, if you have no inflation, uh, you know, you really have to worry too much about it, a retirement. You can just, you know, lock in your pension or your, you know, a fixed annuity and, you, and you're set for the rest of your life. But, but with inflation, it makes it much more challenging. When we, if, if you look at it, the average person, a uh, married couple, has about a 50% chance one of them lives to be about 92 years old, which is truly incredible, it, which means if you retire at you know, 60, 65, you've know, you you've got a good chance of you're going to need money for 30 years in the future. And I mean, I think we can all <laughs> take a look at what we made 30 years ago and realize it really wasn't much based on today's world. And, that, and keep in mind, the last 30 years, we had declining inflation. Now we're seeing accelerating inflation. So so it's very different. It's much more challenging. And so this is going to require you to save additional funds uh, and, and, and prudently invest it. It's really strange. I mean, even though we had that world, the interest rates bottomed at in 2020 at, I think, 0.45% about a half a percent for ten year treasury note, which means if you were if you were able to you know shrewdly save up money in your four hundred one k plan and and you took your ira rollover and and, and, and cashed out everything and, and you took your ten million dollars you'd have fifty thousand dollars a year uh, for retirement it, it, very very few people have ten million dollars saved up for retirement and, and, and so now uh, if you if you look at the at the uh, ten years, it's about four point seven percent or so, uh, something like that, uh, three point seven percent, and so it's it's it, it's gone up tremendously. The short term rates were zero. Uh, you got basically money funds yielded zero percent interest, and now they, you know they're changing. Now you can get close to four. Four point seven percent in money market funds. Uh, so, so all these things, the, these these different things are happening at three point seven percent on the treasury, three point seven five, uh, and uh, our, our deficits are skyrocketing. What are we going to do with that? I mean, it, 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 they're going up exponentially. Uh, the debt's gone from about twenty six trillion dollars over the last five or six years up to thirty two trillion dollars. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the Federal Reserve's uh, balance sheets exploding up. Uh, we, we, we we're in a world where where uh, you know quote someone listened to the other day. You know the, the government is, is is spending money like like we're in the depths of the 1930s depression, and, and here we are with with record low unemployment, uh, high inflation, and and, and and where do we go from here? It, it's a challenge, and I, and I think I, I think you have to understand that. I, I think it's a much much more risky world, and we're going to be talking about that on the show today. Uh, it, it going forward, it, and it requires a, a different level of thinking. It's, it requires a much more broadly based, diversified portfolio. As we said, you know, we think the sixty forty stock, sixty percent stock, forty percent bond, and the S and P five hundred. Most of your money's in S and is a mistake going forward. Now we said that at the beginning of the year. The stock, the S and P five hundred, has really gone up and outperformed almost everything else uh, on that. And 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 and, and if you look at it. 
uh, you know, that, that seems like, well, that's a really good thing. That's what we should do. So, Ted, you were wrong. No, we don't think we were. Looking at it, uh, if, if you look at the at the top 10 stocks of the S&P 500 right now, comprise 32% of the S&P 500. So there's 500 stocks in the S&P 500, but the, they're market cap weighted, which means 32% of your, your investment is in 10 stocks. And, and it's basically mostly 10 tech stocks. Uh, there, there, there's an AI mania out there right now, and, and, and they're driving up, up, up the stock market. If you look underneath it, the equal weight average is up about 2 or 3%. The small cap average is about 2 or 3%. The S&P 500 is up over 10%. But, but there's a lot more risk in it. Uh, look, to be fair, I, I, look, there is a real possibility that we go through a recession, global turmoil, and Microsoft, Apple, Google, NVIDIA, uh, Facebook, uh, Meta, their earnings don't go at all, grow down at all. They just keep growing and growing and growing to the, to the sky. But there's a good, most like, the most likely possibility is these stocks are ridiculously overvalued. I, I can, can NVIDIA go through a recession without a, uh, a decline? Probably because they're buying so many chips for AI. Yeah, possibly. But these other ones, Google, a big chunk of their revenue is advertising. If you look at Microsoft, the same thing, do a lot of office and stuff. If that slows down, look at Apple. I mean, Apple is the most expensive stock uh, at $3 trillion in the world today, uh, $2.9 something trillion. You know, it, to be fair, it's a diversified stock with, with, with no risk. Nobody's going to sit there and, and use their cell phones. So it deserves a massive premium. There's virtually nothing that can happen to Apple. It's not like all their manufacturers in China, which if it gets taken down, you know, wrecks the company. Oh, wait, that's the case. So, again, uh, these, comp- these stocks are, are – the PEs are too high. The price to sales are too high. And they're pushing up the markets and giving people a false sense of what's happening in the world today. And we think there's a lot more risk. We can go through a number of different risks on some of these big tech stocks that will devastate their earnings that are not 1% and 2% tail risk, half a percent tail risk, but have reasonable chance of happening. And yet the market's ignoring that. We, we, we find that often happens in the stock market where the market has a remarkable ability to ignore a problem. We, we saw that uh, 1987 was the classic example. Interest rates kept going up, kept going up in uh, the, the 10-year bond, the, the yield on the 10-year bond just kept climbing. And it went, went, I think it went to 8%, and the market kept going up and kept like, hey, nothing to see here. And then all of a sudden, one day, it opened up down 20%. And, and, and I, th- I think we're increasingly heading in, in, in some type of direction there. I mean, the warning signs are going off. The, the, the uh, you know, incredibly narrow. I mean, th- th- this is one of the, the narrowest advances in the S&P 500 in history, without a doubt. I mean, nothing's even close. There's something called breadth, which simply means that's how many stocks are going up. And if every, everything's going up at the same time, that, 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 that's generally a positive. You know, that it shows it's a, a strong market. Everybody's participating. I mean, I, we've, we've, we, we talked about 10 stocks make up the market capitalization, but the actual returns are coming from about seven stocks, which means it's a very narrow market. Uh, underneath it, looking around, you know, there, there's some issues. Is the economy slowing down some? Yeah. I mean, what does is, what is the, the, econ- the economy have to do? The consumer is clearly slowing down. Uh, we're hearing we, we, we're getting warnings from restaurant companies. We're getting warnings from from the retailers. We're getting war- warnings from Federal Express. Warned the global economy is slowing down. I mean, transport's the first thing you notice. Higher interest rates. Interest rates went from zero 18 months ago, effectively to five and a quarter percent unfed fund. That's a pretty big leap. We went from a zero interest rate world to a to a, a more normalized higher interest rate world in 18 months. That, that, we, we went through a decade or over a decade, 2009 to uh, you know, 13 years or something like that uh, with, 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 with records almost zero interest rates. That's a change, a, world, a change in the economy. Now, were people, was everybody prepared for that? I don't think so. 
I, I, I really don't. I mean, people, people didn't think it was going to happen. They, you know, we'll never, we'll ne- we might never see inflation above 2% again. Why can't the Fed get a interest rates above, inflation above 2%? We might never see it happen again. This is permanently heightened. Like, uh, hello, have you looked at any past history in the last, last 50 years, the last 100 years, the last 500 years, the last 3,000 years? I mean, it's, it's like, no, well, but, you know, it's, but but what we're seeing is this this interest inflation is going up. Looking at at the, uh, at the we have a, a bank credit crunch. A lot of smaller banks got caught on the wrong side of the interest thing, and then they had these depositors leave after the Silicon Valley uh, uh, collapse. And so they're all tightening credit. They're checking with all their businesses to make sure they're in good shape. They're pulling back lines of credit. So, so smaller businesses, real estate companies, they're worried. Uh, that's happened. We have tech layoffs. We have the issue with commercial real estate. We have empty buildings. So, you know, many, many, many cities have uh, vacancy rates over 20% in commercial buildings. They can't get people to come back to work. Uh, in, in addition, it, keep in mind those interest rates are not going up. Most commercial real estate is, 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 is flooded with short-term debt, uh, or, or debt that, that's fixed for Three or five years, and once it's over, that's at two or three percent. Now they're have, maybe having to get six or seven or eight percent. That that means they're in trouble there. So these are all the student loans. They're going to have to start repaying their student loans. Remember, we waived that, it, and then we went through a year, year where we said, you know, the last think about this. Over the last twelve months, we've had some of the lowest unemployment in history. Everyone can get a job. Everyone's getting raises, and we told nobody they had to pay back their student loans. Now they're going to have to pay back their student loans starting in September. That's going to slow down the economy. Now, so, so the, 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 the tech stocks are, are telling us everything is great. And we're like, well, maybe not. Now, there are some positives. What are the positives? We're reshoring manufacturing plants in the United States. So uh, we're putting in uh, different types of plants. We're putting in uh, uh, chip plants. Uh, we're putting in uh, computer plants to build computers, to build chips, to build farm equipment, to build defense equipment, to build all types, to build equipment that we've deemed strategically necessary to the United States of America. And, and uh, the, th- those things are a positive, the reshoring of jobs. The infrastructure, we have a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. I talked to a big uh, contractor that deals with huge, heavy moving equipment. They said, look, they haven't even started the big projects yet. Those are going to be starting up soon. And then we have the defense contractors. We've emptied out all this. uh, We've dramatically and dangerously lowered our stockpiles of our munitions uh, for for, for, uh, to support the Ukraine. Those all have to be rebuilt. We're short on ships. We're short on planes. We're short on missiles. We're short on bullets. We're short on, on tank munitions. We're short on howitzer munitions. Uh, it, it, all of those, so, so massive expansion of, of, of military contracting in this country. So there's some positives as well, but it's a, it's a very, very different world from the zero interest rate, uh, declining inflation, uh, uh, stock market nirvana that's, in, that's issued in the past. This is why last year we had the worst performance at the S&P 500 in, in decades. In a decade, we had the, the worst performance of the 60-40 uh, uh, stock to bond portfolio it, it, in history, we had one of the worst uh, performance in the bond markets in 50 years. Now, all, I guess that was all forgotten. It was a bad dream, and now it's wonderful this year. We don't think so. We think there's some huge issues facing the economy. We've got an incredibly divisive election coming up for 2024. Uh, we, we're dealing with issues around the world that, that just has truly been extraordinary. Uh, and we're going to be discussing some of those things. Uh, as, as things become materially more unknown and dangerous in the United States. And, and so where do you put your money? Where do you do it? And one of the answers is proper diversification and continue to spread those risks out. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Oh, 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 
Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, with touch working here today, I had a couple couple things we're looking at. Is is that what 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 we're trying to do is is uh, the the looking out. So so what do you do in this world? And and I think that we've been talking about this show uh, on the show here recently. And I think it's real important to understand is this requires a greater level of diversification. And by that, what we mean is, is it's not just the standard 60-40. You've got to be in cash as well. Most mutual funds, most money managers, they run 1% or 2% cash levels because and, 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 they want to stay fully invested all the time. Well, that works when the market's going up forever. It doesn't work in the future now. You also want to be in commodities. You want, you want to be in in, in, in those type of things, real estate, if you can, real estate's a tougher place right now, but I think it'll be better in the future. But those type of things, it, different things, because the outcome of, of what we're looking at going forward, there's a number of different paths we can take. We can go back into a deflation. We can go into an, we can go into a more inflationary world. War can break out with China. Uh, we, we, could, we could have a trade war. We, uh, China could invade Taiwan. Uh, the, the Russia could use uh, tactical nukes in, in the war with the Ukraine. Uh, there's just a lot of things that can, the, the debt levels can continue to grow over time and spiral into a hyperinflation. So, so there's a lot of different things. And one of the things that makes it very hard to figure out where to go from here is, and I think we're extremely good at, at figuring out where things go, is is that the Fed, the Federal Reserve, 
and they got, they're trying to prevent all these, these things from happening, keep the markets up and keep the economy going. So, so it's an obvious way things are going to go. If, if it's a bad outcome, they're going to try to block it somehow and cause some other type of issue. And, and so in that world, in the past, every time there's been the least little bit of hiccup, the Federal Reserve comes and floods the system with money. Stock prices go up, so the worse things get, the better it is for the market. That's changing, and, and that requires a much more broader outlook. The smartest, pe- the, the smartest people I know, the smartest people I watch are going, hey, there's a lot of multiple outcomes here. I'm not sure. I've never heard these people say that. It, it, it's the same thing we're doing because we're looking at this too. And we're going to look, it should most likely go this way, but then the Fed jumps in to try to stop it or, or the Congress puts in another tr- couple trillion dollars into the spending program and that changes it or puts off the inevitable for a while. So, 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 so it, it's a much more broad-based stocks, bonds, cash, commodities, precious metals, uh, real estate. It's a much more broad-based conservative way to manage money because in that environment, you're just trying to make sure that you want to get through what's coming ahead of everybody else and have your your assets protected as reasonably well as they can. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not the world of the last 20 years where the Fed bails everybody out every single time. And, and so this is this is something that I, that I think is just is, is not well understood. This is why we had such horrible returns last year, and, and, and here we are this year uh, with, with some positive things like that. And so I, I, I think I, I think actually let me see let me just check something here. The uh, anyway so uh, uh that, that that's so it's it's a very different world. Let, let's cover a couple things. What, what so what am I talking about? Let's cover a couple things that happened last week. Big big week actually. Uh, it, it, if you look at uh, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken went over to China to to you know to talk to them. They've been putting him off, and they we haven't had uh, high level contacts for quite a while out of China. It is it's really gone pretty badly with the Chinese. Uh, you know, we, we believe that they're trying to make some type of plans to invade Taiwan. And so they go over there and they meet and uh, he, he, he meets with them, um, uh, with, with, with the, 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 the again, his counterpart there. And then he has a meeting with Xi Jinping at the at the, one of the off at the offices where they meet the high level dictators, which is pretty positive. And uh, so they, he, he cup flies back and. All over the press, it's like, hey, the trip went real well. Uh, you know, this resets Chinese-American relations, ratchets down the tension, and it's, it's going to get better. Uh, then, all, then, like 36 hours later, President Biden declares that Xi Jinping is a dictator in remarks, which is profoundly insulting to the Chinese. Look, Senator Cruz or, or you know, whoever, uh, can, they can call... Xi Jinping, a dictator. You know, the head of our military can claim he's a dictator. You know, but the president of the United States cannot call Xi Jinping a dictator. It's a profound insult. He's speaking for the United States of America. And he basically said the United States of America's policy is that he's a dictator. Well, particularly after, after people just met Xi Jinping, the Secretary of State, you know, 48, you know, 72 hours beforehand. And this, you know, the Chinese called in the ambassador. It's a huge rebuck. Obviously, the talks didn't go well at all. Obviously, it was all a bunch of smoke and narrative talking that, that, that uh, the relations are improved. And obviously, there's pretty big issues. We also look at the fact that the that uh, the heads of the major U.S. companies have been called over to China. Uh, if you if you look at uh, the head of uh, of Jamie Dimon of Morgan Stanley of Apple of of Tesla of of Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates, you know, Elon Musk, uh, uh, all these guys have all been over there meeting with the, the senior people in China. Now so, something is going on for these people all to come over to the line talking to and likely they're being told, you know, what's going to happen either if we if we continue what we're doing or if China invades Taiwan. Uh, it, it clearly, there, there's major issues there. Ninety percent, well, about 86 percent of the, of the top level, high level, super powerful chips, computer chips, still come out of uh, Taiwan. It's like 60, 62 percent of all silicone chips come out of 
Taiwan. So this is a real issue if it gets taken over. Uh, that you know, the majority of, of, of the iPhone production is in China. Uh, what are we going to do at that point in time? And these are all unknowns. I, I saw a story that China is buying massive amounts of oil from the Middle East. Well, if you're preparing for a war, you stockpile oil. There have been stockpiling commodities. Something's clearly going on. We believe, you know, the talk was they weren't going to invade China and uh, Taiwan until 2026. We believe, based on our work, it's going to be sooner. Yeah, let's, what, let's take another thing that happened this week. Uh, two very interesting things out of Russia is uh, Lindsey Graham came out and said, it's, it's been our, our talk, our thesis since almost the beginning of the war uh, that that eventually tactical nukes were going were going to be used in 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 the Ukraine Russia war simply because there will be no settlement until they're used because the U.S. wants Putin taken out and they're just going to grind they're going to just you know spend a trillion you know hundred two hundred billion dollars a year to give the Ukraine the best weapons and everything for the next decades to bleed out Russia so Russia's going to have to do something that it, it's a Lindsey Graham and, and Senator Blumenthal put in a bill that says if they use tactical nuclear weapons or at the at the nuclear plant is Zimziva, what the name of it is plant if that if that nuclear plant if there's a nuclear accident or something happens one of those two things happen then the U the NATO is is going to be obliged to defend the Ukraine now a couple thoughts that nuclear plant I, I've heard about the 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 pipeline between uh, the Nord Stream pipeline uh, and the, you know the talks the uh, you know, the danger that was going to get blown up for the dam uh, d down uh, on the Dimbrook River there. That was going to get blown up. In both cases, they both got blown up. In both cases, it looks like maybe the Ukrainians did it. The dam, we don't really have any information, but everyone's been strangely silent about that one. And so now we're hearing that this could be blown up. Well, every time we're hearing about something going to be blown up, it somehow gets blown up. And and, and Lindsey Graham has said that's going to be a trigger to bring NATO against Russia. So if, if that bill passes, if the, if the Russians use nuclear weapons, small tactical nukes, which are, you know, battlefield type of things, they're not huge things. At that point in time, the United States is going to go have to start kicking their DEFCON up from DEFCON 5 to, you know, most likely to 3 to three to two, at that point in time, the Russians have got to kick their DEFCONs up, and all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're rapidly approaching nuclear war. Uh, it, it's, it's a foolish thing to do, and uh, it, it's very dangerous. At the same time, the Wagner Group, which, which is it's a Russian military group, is now uh, that declared that they're fed up with the incompetence of the, of the Russian general army generals and, and they're they're taken over one major the southern russian command military command has been taken over there's a, so there's some type of military coup going on in russia this is very severe and very dangerous Rus i mean it, 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 they're heading to moscow now and, and we need to keep in mind when the last time the soviet union uh broke up with you know Ukraine and Kazakhstan and all the different Belarus, they all broke off. There was the, the, the nuclear weapons all basically stayed with with Russia. A couple of them got some in, in the in the world made deals with with the I think Bel Ukraine and I think Belarus and some of the others to to you know, they bought off their their nuclear weapons and we controlled it. If if Russia breaks up this time, those nuclear weapons are going to scatter. Number one. And so they're coming. They're they're coming up there now. This is this is a pretty tough situation. Now, some of my sources are telling me that 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 the that the Wagner Group and what's his name, uh, uh, Prigozhin, the the head of that is. These people are much more hardcore Russian. They, they, they're very tough. They're very conservative. And they're much more radical in their beliefs. And, 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 you know, and what, what I've been told in some cases, Putin's actually materially more moderate than these people. So, so, so we could have a coup in Russia, which, again, they're more likely to – they will use nuclear weapons without a doubt to protect their country. So this is becoming a very, very big issue very rapidly. This is extremely, I mean, we're dealing with the possible coup in Russia. Uh, there, you know, there's rumors that Putin's flown up to St. Petersburg, and there seems to be a St. Petersburg click in a Moscow click in Russia. And, I, and I'm not sure how all these guys all play out within that. But 
but but it's a very complex situation and, 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 and it's it's very concerning. I mean, this has caught the markets completely off guard. The markets have been the the S and P five hundred has been coming down to some extent already. And, and uh, you know, if, if you look underneath it, a lot of stocks are are are, are down pretty uh, substantially in here, and it's been sort of held up by a few tech stocks. Uh, and so we need to kind of watch this situation closely. Uh, it, it just makes the world a materially more dangerous place. Uh, the strange thing is, is they seem to have slowed down the Ukrainian, the, the, the Ukrainians' counter assault has seemed to have gone nowhere. And that's when we started hearing, uh, the, 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 you know, the rumors from the Ukrainians that the Russians are going to blow up the Zabrzamp, Zabrzamp, the nuclear plant there. And that's when Lindsey Graham came out and said, well, if that were to happen, then NATO has to come in to help out the Ukrainians, which the Ukrainians want. So, again, very complex. We're dealing with very dangerous people. Don't kid yourself on the Russian side and the Ukrainian side. They're both very dangerous. They're very, very duplicitous and, 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 you know, some really tough people to deal with. And and so here we are. You know, we've been saying for a year, over a year and a half, over a year now, we should have peace talks. We should have peace over there. And the Biden administration's like, no peace, no peace. We want war. Uh, and so we'll see where this goes. And, and the danger to us is we don't believe, we don't want the American people to be involved in a war. We think we think this has done a huge amount of damage due to the sanctions to our financial system. And I'm very concerned about the overall financial system uh, with, if, if something were to happen. And that's something we have to watch. There's an enormous amount of leverage behind the scenes in, in the financial system that is not well understood in the derivatives market. If things start moving quickly, can start imploding. We, we got sort of a taste of that when, when we saw some of these banks go under. Uh, but but, but th- this, could, this could cause severe problems for the United States of America. It put, it put huge. We've taken an enormous risk with our financial system. And now with nuclear talk with the American people, uh, for, for, for basically a breakaway region in the Ukraine that, that should have somehow been probably in any other time in history would have been modulate, moderated out with peace talks and straightened out. And so this is something that's going to have to be watched very closely. Tell you what, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Now, looking at the, uh, look at, at, at the economy, we're, it's interesting. I, I got some news on some freight. We're getting some uh, some stuff shipped over from Italy, and and and, and, the, and the, the the shipment was delayed. And the reason was is because they canceled the ship, and so we're going to be moved back another week or so. So with another ship because the ship wasn't full enough to transport. It, it, and if you look at shipping prices, are down about eighty eight percent off the top. You know, during the during after the pandemic, the high freight price freight prices, but but again, this seems to be going more toward a slowdown. Federal Express came in with some numbers that were not that good, and and, and they really said that, that they're witnessing a global slowdown. I mean, it, this kind of goes in from what we're hearing with some of the other companies out there, uh, some of the retailers and, and different things like that, and, and so. So really, it's very, very mixed and muddled market. But in that world, you can get 4.7% on a two-year treasury. You can get over 5% on a one-year treasury. And so there are, there are opportunities out there. Uh, looking at the, at the uh, a couple things, looking at the precious metals, you know, the question is, do the precious metals, we get a lot of questions on this. We, we, it, it, it's part of our uh, sector that we're invested in. We believe you've got to have a, a position in this sector based on, on what's happening in the world today. We're seeing some pullback. But tell what, we're going to cover that right, break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Yeah, I've 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. So we're talking a little bit about the precious metals. Uh, yeah, they're up on the year. Uh, they're doing well. Uh, yeah, gold is is... It's been backing down somewhat. We're looking for a low sometime in uh, June, in, in, and then uh, and then uh, moving up in July. So uh, that that continues to look good. The, the other interesting one is is the the oil and gas. Uh, oil is down in here, but but we continue to think later this year uh, there's going to be continued demand for oil, and the strategic petroleum reserve over time is going to have to be filled up. Uh, so, so, so I think that that's something uh, o- over time. We, we think that the value in the oil and gas stocks, the key is to buy the low PE stocks with, with, with some growth in them. And that, that's going to be one of the ways to, to go for it. Again, you want to have that diversification, that understanding that there's all types of different things happening and a lot of different multiple outcomes and you want to prepare for it. I, I think we're in a, in a materially more dangerous world and I think there's risk to the financial system. As we talked about, I'm continuing to get updates on the, uh, the, 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 I mean, it looks like there's a real push. The question is, can, uh, what's his name, Pregosin of the Wagner Group, can he get into can he get into into Moscow? And, and, and there's rumors that the special forces have taken control of the defense headquarters there. And is this a try to try to oust, oust Putin or not? And, and, and that's that's the question. I mean, there's uh, this is a, this is a pretty severe thing. Uh, it's, it's you know who controls those nuclear weapons? Uh, and this is this is we're going to have to watch. But this is not a positive for the stock market. Uh, the bond market. Now, there's a lot of there's talk out there now that 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 the CIA is engineering some type of coup so Biden can claim he got rid of Putin in time for the 2024 elections. Uh, we'll see on that. I I think this has really got more to do with internal what's going on in in Russia, but but it's just not a good situation overall. And and, and I do think the markets are going to be pretty jittery on this come Monday. So so uh, we'll see. Uh, the uh, 
Let me see here. Hold on just one second. Oh, the, uh, let me check. Uh, okay, I'm just, I actually looked at just an email that came in on gold. Uh, the I would suggest you spend uh, uh, more time really understanding the world's only uh, compliance with gold and sheer panic right now. It's a massive naked short position. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a question about the short. But look, there, there are some big short positions that a lot of derivatives on the gold and silver market. When this thing finally breaks away, the, those those derivatives are going to cause a, a substantial move to the upside when of, of the press, physical precious metals when it happens. Uh, and, and I think it will. I, I, I think... And again, in an uncertain world where where there's a, where there's a coup going on in Russia, where there's a potential of of an invasion of Taiwan it, 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 uh, from China, when when there's trade wars going on, when there's high inflation, things become they destabilize in the in the derivatives in these different areas, which are just financial contracts on different things. What what could be in your drawer? Not that much can take the entire company down. Uh, uh, if, if if it's mishandled, and and I, and I think I think the gold and the silver have been artificially kept down by the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, U.S. Treasury. I, I think that's coming to an end, uh, and and we'll we'll have to see what happens. I mean, uh, Russia's a big, huge holder of gold here. I mean, the, 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 I mean, what we're witnessing is really World War Three, uh, without a doubt, for control of the world. And and is is it going to be the, the you know the World Economic Forum, or is it going to be a group led by China, Russia, uh, you know, many of the other countries around the world that aren't part of this. I mean, I think you can go with Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, uh, Brazil, uh, uh, Argentina, uh, yeah, uh, uh, India's, they, you know, it's kind of on the fence right now. There's a lot of, a lot of people in the, a lot of countries in the world that aren't interested in being told what to do by the Global Economic Forum. Uh, and I really think that's what we're witnessing here. Uh, you know, it's not well talked about. It's, you know, someone made a remark the other day that, you know, it's actually on the uh, on all this LBGTQ stuff that's going on and in open borders and everything else. And he goes, it's not like there's 100 million people in the country demanding rights of every, you know, uh, pre-puberty or puberty child to, to declare whether he wants to be a boy or a girl. It's it's basically a couple hundred people in the White House and in the government running this in in, in up in, in Europe trying to sit there and put this top-down agenda on the rest of the world. And it's not just the American people that are pushing back on this. So it's so it's it's very complicated. And this is why I, I think I think I think it's I, I think it's. You want to watch that. I mean, you want to be in industries that are going to infrastructure, uh, uh, defense, I think energy, uh, those type of things, precious metals, treasury, short-term treasury, shorter-term bonds. You've got to move out a little bit to take advantage of these higher yields and kind of lock them in. Those are the type of things you want to be in the, in this type of world. Uh, I, I'm not sure you want to be all in in Apple Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, you know, at just sky high prices. I mean, if, if this thing gets worse, there's going to be, there's going to be increases attacks on the internet and the, the internet is going to destabilize because that's just, that's just what's going to happen. And, 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 and so that's not a positive for these companies. If, 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 if someone invades Taiwan, it puts all of those tech companies at risk. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the, but but we think you know we China is telegraphing they're going to do something. To quote Elon Musk, you don't have to need to be read between the lines. You read the lines that they're going to invade Taiwan, and I and I, I I think I I think people are not looking at the world today and understanding that these global events are starting to overtake us, and 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 that's one of the things we really need to continue to watch and watch closely. Uh, I don't I don't think the breakup of these countries is going to go super well like it did. We were able to control things. I, I think things are are rapidly going in our – because in the past, when the Soviet Union broke, everyone in the world was working together to try to stabilize the situation. When the financial crisis hit in, in 2008 – it, 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 you know, everybody in the world chipped in, the Japanese, the Chinese, the Europeans, uh, the Americans, they all chipped in to stabilize the financial system because it was all in their best interest. It's not in everybody's best interest 
you know, to save the U.S. financial system right now. It's not the Chinese, the Russians. A lot of people around the world are pretty are are, are, are like, hey, they're trying to take over us as well. They're, look what they did to Russia because they're they're supporters of oil and gas. You know, they're they're gonna they want to sit there and have us get rid of oil and gas and have us get rid of cash cattle and farming and I don't know how we're going to feed people and you'll owe nothing and you'll love it. There's a lot of people that don't support that agenda in the world. And so, 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 so not everybody is going to step up to try to save the financial system. Not everyone is going to try to ensure that those, those nuclear devices in Russia, if, if there's something breaks up over there, don't spread to Al Qaeda, to other terrorists, to other people around the world. Everybody now wants nuclear weapons because it's the only thing that can stand up up, up to the to the World Economic Forum is the only thing they're afraid of. So, 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 so the idea everything is going to be going going to go well in the future. I think it's it, it's a much more multiple outcome versus the you know the, the most likely outcome or a, a simple outcome. And in that world, again, the precious metals, the oil and gas. The, uh, although we might, we're, we're looking at some of our oil and gas stuff. If, if, if we're not real comfortable with the, with, with the, the price to earnings ratios and the growth, we might lighten up on some of them. Uh, the, the, the short-term bonds, the, the, to understand, hey, I want to have optionality. I, I, if the market has a big sell-off, I want to have some cash to do something. If something goes wrong, I want to have cash. I want to have physical, I want to have physical gold or silver in my safety deposit box. I, 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 I am not 100% sure. I'm a wealthy person. I want to diversify and make sure I stay a wealthy person. I want to make sure my retirement stays reasonably intact. And I, and I think that's where a lot of people aren't quite there in it. I, I think that more diversified strategy is, is, is much better. I mean, if you look at if you look at a lot of these mutual funds, they're virtually no no cash at all. How can you not have any cash when you're guaranteed five percent per year in the cash? It's not like you're paying a huge, you know, losing money or something. Keep in mind, two years ago. Cash was not paying anything, and it was pretty expensive to hold it. It's cheap to hold it right now. It's guaranteed. It's right there. It, 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 you can get it quickly, and it pays 5%. That's not a bad deal, but, but that just shows you the, the you know, there, there's people are terrified they're going to move out on the move up of Apple or, or Microsoft, and they're selling their treasuries and piling into those things. I mean, how is that going to end up? And we, we, we just don't think it's going to end up well. So, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, you know, a couple things to watch here. What's going to happen? Are the Ukrainians going to take? Is, are they going to try to take advantage of the of the of the issues in, in with the Ukraine with with Russia right now to try to move in quickly? If that happens, do the Russians? We, in the middle of a civil war in their country, basically uh, take the take the gloves off with the tactical nukes to try to stabilize the the Donbas region, to, you know, to, to prevent the Ukrainians from taking advantage. All of these things are, are going to be seen. Again, it's very unstable, uh, and, and, and so we we want to kind of continue to watch and, and see where this goes. And then you want to see, hey, if, if things get dislocated, what are the opportunities that we can make money on those type of things? But in order to take advantage of the opportunities, you have to have some cash. That That's one of the key things. Now, by the way, we get people come into office from time to time. If, if you've got all your money in cash out there right now, we have people we all the time that come in and, and we, we we start we look you've got to have something in this because there's 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 a lot of outcomes that could be negative for cash as well over the longer term so you really have to have that you have to have that thing if you get a big hyperinflation you know at least in the end of the whole thing even though my oil stocks might be down some i know i've got oil in the ground and the oil's worth something versus the worthless dollars and, and, and so all of these things kind of play into it the same with precious metals uh you know the same thing with real estate the same thing you want to be a more stable things you know food sector medical sector those things if you go if you go into an economic slowdown are still going to be there and, and that that's one of the things i mean i i just I don't buy the, the the idea that that tech will keep going up in an economic slowdown. Is is, is AI something that's going to change things? Yeah, it's going to improve things, but it's going to improve things like the internet did. Uh, it did, you know, it's uh, it's it, it has positive, tremendous good. It, you know, some of the stuff you read on on AI is really 
pretty frightening about, about you know, some of the problems they're going to be running into with it. And, and so in, 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 that, in that kind of binary world where there's two financial systems, the United States and Britain, and then you've got the, the Russia, China, uh, the, 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 the developing countries' financial system, there's all these different outcomes that just become materially more complex. So you spread your risk out. That that's one of the things, and and, and I, I think we're going to continue to look at that. Uh, interesting things going on is, is in Japan. Another sector to watch is their inflation is starting to take up. They, 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 their, their rates are like a half a percent for ten year bonds over there, and so uh, that. that the question is: Is the are the Japanese going to have to start raising rates, and does something happen to it again? So again, really complex things. These things are all starting to build. And what our sense is, we want to continue to be very cautious in what's happening out there. You want to continue saving money in your plants and building them. Now's when you want to save more money than than ever in, in, out there. You want to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, we're, we're, I've been saying I'm going to write the report. We've just been very, very busy this week on a, on a number of projects, uh, looking at some real interesting things. Uh, but haven't had a chance to do it. We're gonna, we're, I've got it halfway written. We're going to get out our max out savings report. We're going to be writing about this, writing about the the, the coup in Russia, writing about uh, you know what's going on with interest rates, uh, you know the value there, uh, writing about the markets. Uh, you know, is it, it, uh, we're coming into a time. Is the market going to broaden out here, or because remember the the equal weight S and P five hundred is only up two or three percent right now. Is it going to broaden out, or are we going to see a real fall in those big tech stocks? So we're going to write about that in the Max Out Savings Report, which is coming up. It's a completely free report. We don't call you. We don't bother you. Just go to maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the free report. That's maxoutsavings.com. And if you need some help, go to our website. Also, you can request an appointment with me. I'm here in Houston, Texas. I'll be happy to help you out and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to diversify your assets and protect you. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill?